You are now listening to The Open Canvas. I'm here today at the Merck La Familia pop-up event, Year of the Bag, and I'm able to interview a lot of special guests, artists, creative people who all came here today to collaborate and to share a story. Can you introduce yourself, man? So my name is Bevan St. Louis Brewster. I'm a multimedia artist. I do graphic design, I do set production, I do animation, do pretty much everything in the arts, (laughs) but, um, you know multifaceted that's crazy bro yeah. so what's your connection to this event the, the Merck event um, so I know Merck I know Gisette know most of the people affiliated with this space and uh, you know heard about them getting this spot and was interested to check it out wanted to you know see what was up and you know help out in any way I can who are you working with now are you just doing your own pieces or are you also like working for different companies as well so I do both. I work for a bunch of different companies. I work for um, Vogue, Victoria's Secrets, Nylon, doing an art department for them, set production. Also work for a bunch of different galleries, Fergus McCaffrey, Alexander Gray, um, Friedman Benda, doing uh, installations for them, helping them out with that. And then I also do my own work, uh, clothing design. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> it, gets, so, it gets crazy. Yeah. yeah. So, so let's back up. Where are you from? So I'm from New Haven originally, Mm. New Haven, Connecticut. But my whole family's from Trinidad. They came to New York in the late 70s. Uh, My mom bought a house out in Canarsie. Uh, My uncle, my aunt, my grandmother, they all live out in Flatbush um, off of fucking Church Ave. They've been here. Um, My mom got a job out in Yale as a nurse, and that's how I moved out there, got out to New Haven. Lived there until I was like 16, moved to Baltimore. Um, with my mom's and then moved back to New York. Wow. So what got you into all this art direction that you're a part of? Like, was it school or was it just your own passion? Like, what? what how did you get into this? So I didn't go to school. Um, I had went to a year of college. So I dropped out because I didn't, you know, it just didn't suit me. I didn't feel like I was learning what I wanted to learn. And uh, I just needed money more than anything. <laughs> right, <laughs> you know? right. <laughs> Try to get some bread to make it happen because you know out, out in Connecticut you gotta you gotta make it happen in any way you can. So came to New York, worked at a flower shop for like a few months, and then through that just progressed into you know doing artwork. I was always doing graphic design on the side, always doing T-shirt printing on the side, and then got introduced into art production for all these big magazines and just kept pushing through there. Wow, wow. So. Was that journey like something you were doing alone? You were just sort of finding your way as you went? Yeah, pretty much. So, yeah, as I told you, I got got a job as a flower shop. And um, I just kind of like... Were you just like networking or like how, how were you like finessing that? How did you get from a I flower just, shop to Vogue? I was kind of Vogue? like a mixy person, you know, like <laughs> you meet people, you go out, you yeah, see, you know, like yeah. like the event we're at right now. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You just meet people and, you know, I tell them what I do and then they're like, oh, let me hire you for this. You want to work on this? And it's like, yeah, they liked my work. And then through that just built up a basis for me to get to where I am now. Wow. Wow. Man, that's that's amazing, you know, and to have that type of story like no one else has your story. Yeah. You know, like that is crazy. Like somebody needs to do a film on your life. Bro. Yeah, it's, it has not <laughs> it has not been easy, but you know, I'm I'm blessed to be here now and I'm blessed 
for, to have all the people you know that have helped me get here yeah you name some of the the companies that you've worked with mm-hmm. like if somebody were to want to want to see your work or, or how can they find your work so i'm pretty low-key i took down my website mm. um just because i have this weird thing about you know not really wanting to show my work being like you know <laughs> yeah. kind of closeted artist yeah, yeah, you know yeah, absolutely absolutely <laughs> protective of yeah, it yeah protective yeah. of it you yeah. know because you just see i've seen people like i put stuff up and then immediately got bit from that mm, and mm, yeah. kind of just pulled back a little bit and, understandable you know understandable. only show people what i want to show them right but you know i have an instagram that's basically what i just work through and what how i network through people um, and that's just my name, Bevin St. Louis. Mm. And um, is that your actual name? Yeah. So that's a dope name. Like, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it's my. So when I was born, my mother's maiden name is St. Louis. My mm. father's name is uh, Brewster. Wow. And so when I was born, my father was like, "Oh, you know, I like St. Louis. Let's just keep it that." <laughs> my mother flipped out. You know, being black mom, being like, "You trying to disown your your kid? You gotta put your last name yeah, on this." Yeah, Hy- hyphenation game. <laughs> yeah, strong, so right? exactly. Yeah. Got this long ass name. People are like, "What? So you from St. Louis?" <laughs> gotta, gotta explain that whole shit. Yeah, again, yeah, know, yeah. So. That's real. That's real, yeah. bro. That's dope. That's dope. And I'm really, you know, even though this is my first time meeting you, I'm mm-hmm. really encouraged by your story, man, because having a passion for what you do and that sort of carrying you you know from project to project from job to job but then also ultimately leading you to working in a life that you're able to do what you're passionate about that's 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 the real story man yeah, that's what I mean, people need to hear it hasn't been easy man i've had months months where mm. i've been broke literally no money had bronchitis and shit mm. no health care to take care of myself had to struggle to get on food stamps mm. and shit. Wasn't glamorous. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think people see like the empire and they all think, oh, your whole, yeah. that whole journey was probably glamorous, mm-hmm. but they don't know like what you're saying. This is yeah. what, this is the real. Yeah, it, it, yeah. It, yeah, you know, growing up, you know, sure, you know, growing up as a black black person in in America, white America, ain't easy. Mm. You get doubted at every turn. So to get to this level, you know, I'm, I feel blessed. I really do feel blessed. Yeah, I had a lot of people to help me get to this point, mm. and you know, I'm glad to be here, and I'm trying to go further. Yeah, man. I mean, you've been blessed, and now you're blessing people through your work. Yeah, you know, so it's only going to continue to grow. That's it, man. That's it. So definitely, definitely appreciate you being on the, the show and and sharing about your life. I feel like we're going to have another conversation very soon because there's just so much more I want to know. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Uh, but but it's, it's amazing, bro. I'll be so, around, man. So thank you again. Really yeah, appreciate yeah, it. Thank you. All right, bro. That's yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> tight, tight. I'm here with a very special guest. This is somebody that I just met today. Uh, we barely know each other, but I can tell from his energy and from just the vibe that he's bringing that he means business and that he cares about what he does. Uh, introduce yourself, man. Uh, yeah, my name's Xavier Banks. Born and raised in Harlem, New York, home of the ASAPs. I'm just a guy who can, who's willing to manifest whatever he's trying to get, man. Like, that's it. I come from the slums and the struggles. Like, So, Harlem, bro, like, what was it like growing up there for you? Shit, man. It was rough. Like, I was, I mean, like, I grew up with my family, my grandmoms, you know, shout out to my grandmoms who passed away. Like, it'll always be the heart of my, like, soul. Um, she took care of me. She raised me to be, you know, the king that I am today. And uh, it was just hard just growing up because of, like, 
just the, the circumstances that I was in and me being who I was the middle child of my family you know getting the hand-me-downs and shit like that and just being like talked down by like you know my own family at, at, at a point in time in my life it really like hurted me because it like it like affected my soul and as a child that was the only thing that I really knew that I had that was sacred to me and it meant a lot to hear that my family can inspire me to be whatever I wanted to be, mm-hmm. especially as a child, because that's when my dreams were the brightest. Yeah. So, growing up in Harlem was like, you know, it was it was rough. I had to like deal with people, you know, teasing me about my mom's being a crackhead and everyone knowing who my mom's was for being a, a dopehead or a crackhead or doing whatever drug she was doing when I was in her stomach, out her stomach, didn't matter, they knew. Mm-hmm. So if they knew, they used it to just, you know, be over me and just, just abuse my 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 soul and my 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 feelings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah, man. So, for you, uh, like growing up, where in Harlem are you from? I'm from 126 in Lexington. Yeah, yeah. So, what was it like growing up there? It's just, it's it's a it's a dark cloud over there. Doesn't. It, it's weird because it's like it's so much artists. It's I'm artists. I'm sorry. I'm like I'm, I'm high as fuck. <laughs> it's so much art over there and it's so much talent that like they're not using it in the right way. They're like. Everyone is like hating on each other and envying each other, and it's like it should be the opposite, mm. especially from like just us coming from the same circumstances that we, you know, coming from. Like majority of any kid that was born in the '80s or the '90s had to been a crack baby, because mm. any one of their parents was fucking doing that shit back then. It was like smoking weed nowadays, mm. so it's like whatever. But to like, it came to a point in time where like you know. It got worse. People started dying because like they were just doing stupid shit. And I'm not a part of that. I'm I'm not I'm not trying to be that. Yeah. I wanna be the opposite. I I told myself that I was gonna be the best person that I can be, whatever I can manifest. So right now I'm an artist who's 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 pushing to be a model slash actor and whatever else can go from there. Yeah. That's it. That's it. And I see you have the focus, man. That's it. Man. That's like, the, that's the truth because when you have that focus and a will to, to like nothing see nothing is stopping me, bro. Nothing stops you, bro. I, like right now, like no one would ever know that, you know, a nigga is homeless or like don't have his own. Like feel me there's people who can go into their own beds and shit. Like I've been like couch hopping for 3 fucking years. I've been in the system my whole entire life. Mm. Like forced to care, you feel me? Mm. Like I've lived in every borough. I'm good anywhere like any set that can that can gang 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 won't even have a problem with me because mm. I'm that much of a real nigga. Yeah. Like they they can accept me. Yeah. Like nah homie good like you feel me? My Absolutely. my my heart is pure. There's no H in my blood. Mm. Mm, that's real. That's it. Point blank, you know? And that's I it, and I see it man and that's that's something that I feel like a that, lot of people fear. Mm. They fear that because mm. they don't know how to they don't know how to accept it. And they don't know how to control it. Yeah, yeah. No, they don't know how to control it. And it, it it's, it's almost like it's almost like some Harry Potter shit. Like if you hit a nigga with like some some spell or something, because mm. it's like people are not aware, not as is like and not awoke. Yeah. So you, what's your what's your connection to this event? Uh, really, bro. Honestly, yo, I was invited by one of my friends that I recently just met in Soho. Mm. I was just sitting down there networking like I'm doing right now. Yeah, like how I met you. Yeah, you feel me? <laughs> and he invited me. That's I right. was just with my son vibing and just chilling with my son for a little bit of time that I can get mm. to give me the energy and the ambition that I'm here now to 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 give. 
And that's it, bro. That's it, man. That's it. And that's one thing, man. I, I only see the best for you in the future because a lot of people may have even better circumstances, but they don't appreciate what they have. They you appreciate yeah. everything come, that you have. I come have. from nothing, bro. I come yeah. from nothing. I have nothing. What you see on me, this is all I got, bro. Mm. This, mm. Is, this is what's to my name. And maybe the, that's all it is. Yeah. I come from nothing. And when I make it, because I'm around so much great energy and just like productive, Activity, yes. Like, I know I'm gonna be famous. Like, I'm not even famous. I know I'm gonna be. I know I'm gonna be wealthy, like successful, like real successful. Success. Like yeah, that's man. it. I'm gonna be very inspiring because that's all I want to be. That's it. Because I was the person where, like, I seen that person. I saw that random person that I was inspired by, and just used that, like, yo, I want to be like that, but better. Yeah. To inspire the next one to be better than me. That's it. To just change, to just make a, a ripple effect. That's it. Clear, clear, man. And it's clear as day. I think that. When it happens and when and it's happening it's now, it's going to happen. It's, it's happening now. Right. It's happening now. That's you it. know, and that's it. That's that's how we the mentality that we have to have. That's like it, when man. we have that positive mind state and we're like, okay, we right. see this for ourselves, we naturally gravitate towards that. That's it. You Yo, know, I'm it happens. Yeah. I'm gonna tell you this crazy shit. Like I yeah. was uh, doing this food catering job, right, and I was working this BT event, and they had me in the green room or like the backstage room, and. I didn't know that I was around all these celebrities like Wanda, 50 Cent, and uh, Schoolboy Q and all of them. And I'm just standing there picking up models and shit, but like all the other models, mind you, these are models that signed and shit like that. I'm not even a signed model. I'm no one. Mm-hmm. Just a nigga from the hood. Like, <laughs> really. Who just can't who just can't get out of that, that hump right now. Mm-hmm. But um, Bobby Brown walks behind, Bobby Brown walks in there and just walks right up to me and just shakes my hand, pulls me close and asks me like, He's like, you think Bobby Brown's crazy? I'm like, I'm like, yo, Bobby, I fucks with you, Bobby. Like, I'm like, you my man, Bobby. I'm like, come on, Bobby. I'm like, don't do that to me, man. Feel me? So now, like, everyone's looking at me like, how the fuck do you know him? Like, why is Bobby Brown walking up to you mm. out of all people? Why is he gravitating to your energy? My yeah. energy. Like, yeah. so this this one model who I wanted to meet in that same night was like, yo, bro, you got that glow. Mm. Like, you got that glow. So, like. And every morning I feel like that That's because it. I know that I'm gonna conquer whatever, whatever God or whatever this universe got to throw at me because I'm I'm my own God mm. and every day I'm creating my Bible. And with that, man, I think we're gonna cap it off because you just killed it right there. <laughs> Appreciate you, it. so good to so meet listen, you. So listen, you can follow me at her skin type. That's it, just her skin type. All right, thank you guys. Appreciate it. Amazing, bro. Amazing. Killed it. Open Canvas, this is Taj Alexander. I'm here with uh, a very special guest. Uh, we actually just met about two seconds ago. And exactly. And I just feel like you uh, have a, a certain focus and level of energy that I respect. Cool. Um, you've accomplished a lot. You've been a part of a lot of things. Um, but you still approach me uh, as if like like we are as equals you Absolutely. know so Absolutely. and and that's something that i really appreciate without any further ado i'll let you introduce yourself all right yes yeah, mr doing too much thank you to taj for having me open canvas is dope I-, I had to let him know before we started rolling you got to direct me in one way or another you know <laughs> like because i'll talk my ass off i do that every day that's my skill that's my art that's the way that i live that's the way that i make money i could talk my ass off sell salt to a snail you know what it is mm. like we, we got cliches <laughs> out the ass i got analogies for you yeah we're gonna try and give you the best uh idea of who i am in these next 10 to 15 minutes so, awesome mr doing too much is it's like the way that i would like to describe it is like it's like 125 percent who i am mm. like there will be days where 
you know, I don't, I don't really want to perform for people. Everybody is always like looking to me for like, all right, we about to get, we about to go up. We about to, <laughs> we about to take it to the next level. Yeah. And what Mr. Doing Too Much is, is just an acknowledgement of the fact that mm. I'm a crazy ass motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, like I, I'm, yeah. I'm a firebrand. I speak my mind. I get people aggravated. I get people laughing. I get people moving because they see me dancing and they're like that jangly ass white boy is dancing crazy. Why <laughs> yeah. can't I be moving crazy as well? Yeah, yeah. Um. So Mr. Doing Too Much has a lot to do with me growing up in the city, feeling as if I was always you know, on the outside of every situation that mm. I was looking at. Mm. It gave me an adaptability that I now utilize in the character of Mr. Doing Too Much mm. that I'm not finna be left off no lists. Mm. Mm. You know, if you having a party or a political conversation, regardless of what the situation is, I know the times are crazy right now, 2017, you know, people aren't really trying to hear a straight white man just like preach. Mm. So I try to do my best to make everything that i'm doing when i'm going to a different place treating somebody who the liberal elite that i grew up with that i was raised in that mentality would tell me nah this guy is an idiot a racist a misogynist you know everything that you heard the liberal media talk about in regards to like everybody who supports trump is this this and this and it was really a matter of like how can I interact with people who are Trump supporters coming from a very nice plushy situation in New York? Hmm. Feeling like I was cool with mad different people, feeling like I traveled the city, listened, worked my ass off to become a better you know, person in the culture hmm. that I actually was capable of not just running my mouth, but being able to listen hmm. and treat people as equals. The only way that you're able to do that is if you really listen. Yeah. So. I know that's long-winded. Mr. Doing Too Much, what I do, I go to different political events. I dress up, act very collegial, white man behavior. Hey, how's it going, partner? <laughs> you, you, you doing well today? Hey, yeah, you yeah. travel far to get here today? Mm -hmm. And I'll need to put on an accent. I could just, you know, take a couple, you know, hey, how's it going there, man? <laughs> I'm, 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 a great, I'm a great voice person. But yeah, yeah, yeah. what it comes down to is I'm trying to give a voice to the people who you think are fools. I'm trying to give mm. a voice to the people who you, in whatever part of culture you believe in, I, I believe that there's another side that is not necessarily as valid as what you hold because I think that everybody is on this gray scale of like acceptable, unacceptable. Mm. Mm. And it's like, it needs to all just start from yourself. So what I try and do is just make people laugh, educate the younger generation about politics um, through the laughter, mm -hmm. keep them engaged with it, quick hitting attitudes. I'm like Ali G editing yeah. like yeah. Eric Andre, you know, right. I'm throwing people out that you might not be comfortable with, mm. but I'm not comfortable with it. Mm -hmm. But the way that I approach everything now at this point is when I'm interviewing somebody, when I'm having a chance through filmmaking, to be able to experience somebody else's viewpoint, that's something I hold very sacred. I, I believe in America, we have the first amendment and that might be it, mm. you know? Mm. Like we could still say whatever the fuck we want, but maybe the government just isn't listening. Yeah. Or like the power structures aren't listening. So it's on me to make a little fool out of myself doing mm. the Mr. Doing Too Much shit. That's you right. know, I like to say a little bit more focused, like microcosmic idea of what Mr. Doing Too Much is, because that's a long winded description of a lot of different things that I'm interested in. Mr. Doing Too Much is political, political coverage for the youth. Hmm. It's 
tapping into many different portions of what I've been able to experience of many different cultures in New York City, growing up, having the passport, walking around, interacting with many different people on the street, in Fifth Ave penthouses, uh, you know, all the way to all different boundaries, boroughs. I've been everywhere in the city and I, I, I study the city and I study people and I study the way that I'm able to best interact with them. So I figured that with Mr. Doing Too Much, what I can do is alleviate some of the absurdity from, you know, the actual political system that we're looking at, this fuckery that's going on in our social, you know, America. Like, everybody is all good. We're good. It's America. Mm -hmm. Like, at least we're not in danger of being killed every day. But that's not the reality for mad different parts of our demographic in America. Yeah. So, you know, I, I have a passport. I'm the straight white man. I came from downtown Manhattan. I went to a good school. I got mad different, like checks on my resume mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. uh how do i use that in the most productive way to open up the discussion and have more seats at the table yeah and that's, that's one, what mr doing too much finna do and that's that's one of the things that you said earlier that's really important that people need to hear is because like you you listen and you observe different cultures and and seeing like where, where did you grow up you said tribeca in tribeca mm -hmm. so like you you lived in tribeca but you also moved around you didn't just stay in your world you mm -hmm. like went to different hoods you were in harlem you were in brooklyn yeah. like you you lived amongst those cultures so mm -hmm. they're a part of you and you you listened you you observed them you weren't just like oh i'm from tribeca so i'm, I'm, I'm automatically better than you yeah you know so that's important like you actually appreciate and you want other people to appreciate everyone as equal so you that know, means something man absolutely taj it's like uh I, I believe that if I have one thing over anybody else in this world is that I appreciate the shit out of life. <laughs> yeah. I love, love the city, love the life that I was given, love the fact that basketball took me to many different places in the city, allowed me mm. to observe oh, you, cultures. Oh, you play growing up? I'm nice. <laughs> okay. Uh, nice. I, what, what are we talking about now? Like, like... Uh, I played I played in college for one year, and I played on the practice team at Columbia when I transferred out. But yeah, I played don't, Division don't. Three. Yeah. Um, I played AAU. I was on the Riverside Hawks B team. Oh, I played at Gaucho's Gym many times. Yeah. I, I, I played for the City Rocks. Chris yeah. McCullough. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I was yeah. playing on this team called Brotherhood Elite. It was a tournament up at Fordham. Mm -hmm. I drew. I like got the defender all the way down underneath the cup. Yeah. I I hit Chris with a pass like this because I could hear him yelling, "Throw it." Throw it, throw it. <laughs> I hit him with the the smooth alley. -oop I hit him joint. with that one. He hit it like this. He yammed it on him. Yeah, on his yeah, head. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, that was that was like only I, I played I played three games with him, but yeah, I, I hoop. Nice, I hoop. nice. That's um, real. I was hooping out in Corona like four days a week. Mm -hmm. Um, but but like like you were saying in regards to. Like just being like even basketball, I think is a good example mm -hmm. because I grew up playing ball myself and I traveled a lot um, yeah. through it, and that was almost my way of sort of getting introduced to different pockets of, or neighborhoods or meeting different friends and people from different areas was Absolutely. through basketball, and different cultures like different social groups. Like basketball was my way and my entry point into meeting a lot of people and getting comfortable with people. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, going to Stuyvesant High School, which is mm -hmm. where I went, it's on Chambers Street. It's it's predominantly Asian American immigrant. Yeah. Um, so the people, this is something that I'll say, I, I have very few, uh, blanket statements to make about demographics, mm. but I believe that the Chinese people that I interacted with at Stuyvesant mm. are so invested in being dope at basketball <laughs> that for me, when I was good at basketball, it gave me a window in. To their life mm. like because stuyvesant it was such a it was such a competitive cutthroat environment yeah that for me to be the captain of the team the leading scorer i, I was i was tall point guard 
you know, nice. getting boards, yeah. assists, leading the team in scoring. So like when I would go to the courts and be smoking a huge spliff and then walking <laughs> onto the court and busting people's ass, yeah. The, the 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 school kind of rallied around me so like but it also gave me the experience to be able to travel out of my neighborhood mm. like i was i was a good local player i would say i was like a top seven player in my neighborhood yeah but then i was able to travel out mm. because some people saw me from different neighborhoods and they were like you need to get this yeah. in so, so shout out to coach hollywood as well <laughs> I, I, smoking newports with his cane walking down the street <laughs> telling 12 year olds at the court like hey you should go play with coach hollywood come yeah, big yeah. time yeah he's crazy yeah. so so what led you into what you do now i mean for those who don't know like yeah name some of like the most notable things that you've been a part of or that you you've done just so that no they, doubt you know. so um mr doing too much popped off when i took acid on halloween in 2014 I was dressed up as that character. I didn't have no costume. Uh, so, and I had never taken acid or no psychedelics, anything. That night I was just dressed up in mad different patterns and whatnot. This is a story, let me just run down my resume. I did an interview series called New Wave New York where I interviewed 52 native New Yorkers talking about how the city influences their path to artistry. Mm. So the first question was, how do you feel like the city has, you know, brought you to your current, you know, outlook as an artist? Yeah. How has it developed you as an artist? What influences did you have growing up here? Talk about any blog, your blog, etc. Mm -hmm. uh, the second question was, could you name a piece of art that is specifically like New York to you? Mm. You know, like what what reflects your understanding of New York? And the third one, which got actually the most people, the dopest answers out of it was, what do you hate about New York? Mm. Okay. Because there's so much resentment here and there's, you know, it's all about balancing shit. Um, so that was one project, had some great interviews, had Rat King in there, had Hawk, had Solomon Fi, had Zoo, uh, mad different people, Nick Winsens, um, Julian, Jill, mad different people. Anyways, yeah. um, that served as a foundational tool for me to establish like, yo, I care about New York. I care about interviewing people without this cynicism mm. involved. Um, it allowed me to wait and listen for their point of view. Like I was very long winded in asking the questions. I would be like, I love New York so much, blah, 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 right. blah, 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 blah. Right. How do you love New York so yeah, much? Yeah. You know, like yeah, yeah. I, I just started like tearing up essentially mm. every time I asked the question, right? Mm. But it means something when you me. do something 52 times, right? Like you, you've been doing this podcast for how long? Just a couple months. All right, yeah, yeah. but you, you're going to get your numbers up. You're going to be uploading shit, and you're going to be like, oh, shit, this is like the 600th podcast, <laughs> yeah. you know, mm -hmm. whatever it is. And that's when you realize, I mean, there's an age-old adage like 10,000 hours, you become a master or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. So I think it's really just a matter of repetition. Interviewing those people gave me the step. Uh, from there, I started doing support, uh, visual support for Merck, for Jill, for Jonah Ryder, Solomon Fye. Um, mad different events. I make money doing freelance videography, behind the scenes shit. Mm -hmm. um, and after that, I put out a film called Wave. I'm very into this wave symbol. Yeah. I think New York's going to be flooded someday. Mm -hmm. You know, we'll see what happens. But uh, Hurricane Sandy did happen. Yeah, absolutely. You know? absolutely. And more shit, more shit will happen if we keep fucking the earth like this. But either way, I put out a like a concept visual art documentary like lifestyle film called Wave is 84 minutes kind of a whack film 
uh, but it shows a lot of the colors and the textures that I mm. love about the city. Yeah. And like I cry in it too. So like, and <laughs> it shows like one of my homies who was with me that night, I took acid from a stranger. Yeah. Mr. Doing Too Much. Yeah. And I had my homie film me. Mm. And so it was like the origin story, right? Yeah. And so the next shit that I dropped was called Peace in the Nation. Mm. And this is the one that motherfuckers definitely know. If you know Mr. Doing Too Much, you know Peace in the Nation because yeah. that shit didn't it went fake viral you know like mm -hmm. it, it got it got like thirty thousand plus views people were sharing the shit out of it mm -hmm. but it didn't like i was knocking on everybody's door right right and the way that i look at shit is um next time next time motherfuckers answer the door when i'm banging on this shit like mm -hmm. that i'm gonna put my head in there mm -hmm. and be like i'm here y'all not gonna close it on my head are you yeah it's not just yeah. i got my foot in the door and they slam that shit closed mm -hmm. um so I'm always I'm always trying to do more. Mr. Doing too much is the moniker, so I gotta live up to the name. Mm -hmm. Mr. Doing too much, I gotta get it in. Mm -hmm. Um so when it comes down to it, Peace in the Nation, I went to the RNC, the DNC, I interviewed mad different people, Harlem Shook, Dabbed, Chuck Todd, wouldn't dab. <laughs> Uh, he's a bitch still. <laughs> um, I snuck into the DNC and got interviewed by Billboard and Cruella. Mm -hmm. um, I got slapped in the face. Mm -hmm. uh, subsequent shit that I made after that, uh, I jumped in the Hudson River for my Halloween film this year called Lil Tidal Wave. Talking about like climate change is real. Y'all know that, right? Yeah. What are you doing to like, yeah, it's Halloween. Everybody's dressed up. I'm dressed up Lil Tidal Wave going mm -hmm. like splash. So I got a boogie board. I'm throwing <laughs> it on the street. Fucking like face surfing on yeah, it yeah. breaking my chains and shit i i usually wear mad shit on my wrist mm -hmm. i broke mad shit damn so so like, with, like with five pieces so yeah. with all of these different things that you're doing like on yeah. the surface somebody might see that and be like okay he's just making a fool of himself just for attention yeah no doubt but you're, you're saying you had a deeper meaning to doing those things like of with course. the dnc rnc like mm -hmm. what was your meaning behind like doing those things all right for sure um mr doing too much what i'm trying to do is just a mirror like mm. I'm, I'm. When it comes down to it, my next, my next film is called Bad Whitey, mm. because I think that a lot of woke white people right now are feeling like victims, mm. men specifically. I think that white men, for whatever reason, it's 2017 and people are feeling like we're victims, because like people are actually pulling our card now for mm. the first time, mm. you know. And it's like it's been a long scheme that not me as a white man and not anybody specifically like i couldn't point to a specific person and be like that's your fault it's like i need to make a film that speaks directly to white men and says you need to open up hmm. that's my message how, that's how that's so? when i'm getting when i'm getting vulnerable if yeah. i'm actually about to talk about like yeah mr doing too much yeah i'm dabbing i'm harlem shaking i'm being this character that like hmm. You might say like, why are you acting black? Mm. Why, why are you why are you taking why are you taking uh this part of a culture that you are not a part of? Um, I think that the first film that I did it was just funny to me to interact with Trump supporters down south in Ohio and just hit them with the Harlem Shake for like a minute straight, <laughs> <laughs> and they would be looking at me like you're fucking with me, right? Yeah, and yeah. I'd be like, nah, I'm not fucking with you. I'm fucking with myself. Mm because <laughs> i am fucking with myself you know so yeah, like yeah, if, yeah. if i'm really gonna talk about yeah like it's all fun and games until mr doing too much what i'm finna do with this character is i, I want to be i want to be a leading political voice when it comes mm. down to it uh i look at stephen colbert i look at john stewart i look at john oliver uh and every other fucking pundit on major media news channels mm. 
uh, and I, I, I think that I think that I could be better. Like I, mm. I, I, they're old. First, I'm I'm 23 years old at yeah. this point. Yeah. Uh, I think that in the course of the last year, I had to become a lot more woke. Mm-hmm. You know, because such a I I do it with the parenthetical there. Yeah. Um, or the quotation mark rather, because it's like it's such a it's such a misnomer now and that's something that i really want to challenge uh people with my character of mr doing too much to look at which is how really woke are you Hmm. like if you're a straight white man in america's society today you have had a lot you you cannot whine i'm not trying to see any white man whining in 2017 (laughs) and I, i think that i can make a little nice like dummies guide Mm. of how not to whine as mm-hmm. a white man in 2017. <laughs> so that's that's what Bad Whitey is about to be about. Because okay. it's like, okay. yeah, I think that I'm cool. I'm dope. I'm down with everybody. You know, like, I've been here. It's just New York. You know, you see, I got I got the Twin Towers tatted on me. Mm-hmm. Like, I saw yeah. that right there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I'm no victim, though. I didn't lose anybody that day. But, like, mm. you know, so I, I can't get too jokey with it. But... um when it comes down to it, I, I'm just trying to I'm just trying to G check uh, some white people, honestly, because <laughs> it's like the 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 card that people believe that they have. Mm. I, 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 what are you buying with that card? And how much credit do you need with that card? Mm. And how much are you in debt? Uh, and I'm not specifically talking just a white black thing. I'm talking Absolutely. just like straight white men. Um, and you know, I look at white as two different things as well. Like obviously, it's the color and it's the orienta- Like it's the color, no doubt. But it's also a level of comfort. Comfort. Mm-hmm. It's like feeling like you're above having to deal with everybody else's problems. Mm. You could be you could be any race and still be white because you don't care anymore. I'm good. Mm. Get enough from the table. Goodbye. Right. 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 Um, when like it's on all of us in America, really at this point, I just think that me myself as a white man who have studied history who has really looked at everything that has popped off in our nation's history mm-hmm. and all the opportunities, the the nice life I got to have um, with just the little asterisk of 9-11, mm. right? Mm. Um, that was one day. Lasts. It lasts. Mm. It matters. That's why it's on my bicep, you know? It gives me a lot. But let's take it a step further. Yeah. You know? So for you, are you seeing your work? Is it connecting with people? Is, is your message coming through clearly? Or is it sometimes getting lost in translation? That's that's a great question, actually, because mm-hmm. um, I wear these rings and I wear these chains. And um, it's all just it's all just like that's specifically just for the spectacle. Mm-hmm. You know, people love to see me out here flexing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They they love to see it because mm-hmm. I'm I'm very unabashed about it. It's not like I'm playing with you. It's like I got it on me. Look at my wallet. You, you know, it. it's it's a lifestyle. Is, it's it's a full like <laughs> people ask me like when are you in character? When are you not in character? And it's mm. like as I said at the very beginning, it's just like 125% 150 me. Mm. Like I could be I could be real low key loquacious with you or I could be, you know, considerate and not speaking so much or I could just go full who I went, who I am, and speak in all those different ways at once. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm always like the number one thing for me is articulation. Like mm-hmm. I'm trying to have people articulate their points. Um, and I, I believe that for me to put myself in a position where I'm the interviewer, mm-hmm. it's the most interesting thing for me because thank you for having me on and like having me on the opposite side. But I'm I'm most normally on your side. Yeah. Um, 
you know, it's difficult. It's difficult to have people feel your mission because sometimes they're just like, Mr. Doing Too Much, dab, look at the ring, let me see the ring, right. let me see the it's ring. It's like low-hanging fruit that's like easy exactly, to exactly. associate you. But it's not poison. Or, it's yeah. I'm not giving them poison, you know, because at the end of the day, it's a little dash of hemlock in the motherfucking nice cocktail that I'm giving you of like mm. America's fucked up, absurd political situation. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's like we got, we got fucked up shit everywhere mm. so why the fuck i got a dab counter in the film yeah. like i counted how many dabs <laughs> and literally people would say to me yo i thought your film was brilliant dope great work awesome but like can i just ask you one thing why mm. so many dabs mm. i was like exactly right 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 yeah <laughs> you know? no absolutely but like but absolutely. like then at the opposite end people are like yo Right. Mr. Too much. Right, and right. like people are sending me screenshots mm -hmm. of like yo here's my little cousin dabbing because, because Mr. Doing Too Much Dabbing yeah. I was horrified I'm yeah. like oh fuck no right. did the wrong thing here mm -hmm. um, and it really just came down to my support system because everybody was really gassing me on that like we put out that film and people were like damn i finally understand you like you always been extra but now that you got this moniker and this mask mm. that was crazy shit mm. nobody cared who i was before i put on the mask right right bane shit but like <laughs> when it comes down to it uh it's all me it's all me to make sure that my message is heard because if i'm talking about articulation and saying that that's a crucial thing to like who i am as a person mm -hmm. i need to articulate myself artistically better than anybody's worst interpretation of how i could get it you know like mm. kendrick said on damn he was like he says one time my resume real enough to last for two millenniums and then he says another time um on fear uh his biggest fear was being judged and then he goes through it and he's talking about like uh my rhymes will surface through time i wonder if they focus on the simplest lines mm. And it's like, mm. he's on fucking problems, you know? Yeah, and it's yeah. like, that's people a forget huge that. hit. People huge hit. Yeah. It's mad different people on the track, right? And it's mm. all the like, it's all the bad boys rap, all the all the playboys, you mm. know, mm. so to speak. And so that's a song that might be remembered. Mm. But, I mean, Kendrick's body of work speaks for itself. I look at him actually as a prophet. Like, I think mm. like what he brings to the game <laughs> is sorely lacking in everybody mm. else's shit. But it's kind of cool. It's like... You know, as much as I hate to admit it, it's like the Golden State Warriors being so fucking dope right now when the rest <laughs> yeah. of the NBA is kind of ass, like no mm -hmm. competition. That's the way I look at Kendrick. It's like you got to give him the crown because yeah. he's just that good. He just speaks that truth. Um, but when it comes down to it, yeah, like it's it's really on you. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I say it's on me as an artist. But yeah, like I'm grappling with some pretty serious shit. If I put out a film called Bad Whitey and I'm not coming correct... Mm airtight correct right. people because i'm not trying to do anything yeah. else other than that i'm not trying to in, be in the shit for a game i'm not trying to talk about race politics because it interests me mm. something mm. that i've dealt with my entire life i've been the white boy in new york playing basketball loving rap mm -hmm. and it's like who am i gonna be damn right. Right. how am i gonna actually contribute and i've always i don't even like to make it like such a big thing like you know because like sometimes the role of the like cool white boy is just to, like be cool don't like talk about all these racial issues you know like sometimes just like let's be regular i feel like i gotta speak sometimes so. that's that's the truth because yeah. like in your like name and like mr doing too much in essence even though on the surface you, it looks like you're, you're going you're being extra yeah like you're actually trying to reteach or, or relearn uh what it means just to be normal or what exactly. it means to be human because exactly. a lot of people sometimes think putting on an image or putting on a, a facade 
is natural or is necessary just to live or just to be yourself. But you're actually going over the top just so that people can be reminded what it means to be themselves. That's that's yeah. a secondary reason of mm-hmm. it as well. That's mm-hmm. like why it started off as a Snapchat character. You know, like Mr. Doing Too Much, I raised $1,500 to go to the RNC and the DNC off a Snapchat character. Mm. And people were even at that point telling me like, yo, that's the highlight of my day. When you mm. go extra, you make me feel like I'm actually like, it's worth the time that I spend scrolling. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. and mm-hmm. I, I very much want to bring that because I feel bored as shit mm. when I'm on my phone. I feel lonelier than a motherfucker. Mm. Um, and I, I don't think that that's, I, I think that we have an infection, you know, that's a whole nother can of worms. Like we got so much fucking, like literally think about like the photo of like the development evolution of man. Mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. And now we're back to this. Yeah, like there was yeah. a standing up straight, like strong man. And then there was like a millennial crouched back to the, the crouch position. Yeah. And you know, if we don't fucking keep our heads up and our minds up and our spirits up, Ain't no telling what's going to happen. I mean, Trump's already there and he's fucking everybody every day. So, like, when it comes down to it, I think that it's important uh, from a political perspective, the the content that I'm offering, it needs to be, like, very much the antithesis mm-hmm. of what's going on. The ignorance, the disregard, the hate. Just trying to show people that, like, social media activism is not actual activism. Mm. You need to be there. You need to be in it. And yeah. I, I was, I, I've been there. You could you could ask any political event in the last year. I, I was, I was there. Yeah. Um, and I was bringing people laughs, and I was bringing people real shit, and I had no makeup on. Mm. It was just me and my homie, and we got we got busy. You know, I'm I'm a performer by by life. Yeah. You know, I've spent mad time studying other people. I feel like I have something to say. I know how to say it. Yeah. Um, I know how to say it with an audience. And like, so where do you want to take it? Where Where do you see your you taking Mr. Doing Too Much, your brand, and even just yourself. Like, where do you see it going? Uh, New York magnate. Mm. Uh, if I'm not the mayor of the city in 2032, mm. I'm not sure what I'll be doing, but I guarantee you I'll be having. <laughs> I guarantee you I'll still be rocking actual VVS. I'll be actually having. Um, but, like, all of that is just a front to let y'all know that I'm somebody worthy to pay attention to because when it comes down to it, if we could talk about political shit, these chains mean nothing to me. I'll snatch these shits off right now and throw them on the ground and, you know, never buy another chain in my life. Because mm-hmm. that's what it comes down to, but you got to play the game. Mm-hmm. You got to understand the situation that we're in. You got to understand the deck of cards that you've been dealt. I got the ace of spades tatted on my wrist for a reason. I understand I've been given a good card. I'm trying to figure out exactly where that card is going to be able to take the group of people that I know immediately around me. In I, I mean, I have, I have three-year plans, five-year plans, 10-year plans, 20-year plans. It, it would be a waste to tell them to you, but understand that I am studying. I will continue to ask people the questions. I will continue to listen, wait for myself to be called upon, and believe I have ammo ready. I've, I've a lot of fucking ammo ready. That's real, man. Yeah. We're going to end on that note. How can people find your work Like, get in contact with you? Thank you, Taj. Absolutely. Uh, Mr. Doing Too Much. The Facebook page is where I put up all of the uh, all of the full films, all of the long-form videos. 
it's fire you could peep all of that there mr dot doing too much and on instagram at mr doing too much no spaces that's real thank you very much for wow. having me bro thank you man all right appreciate, really appreciate it. it thank all you right. no doubt <laughs> that was great man let's get it thank you thank you I'm here with a multifaceted creative. He finds different forms of expression in any medium that he chooses. I'll let you introduce yourself, man. What's going on, everybody? Uh, my name is Miguel, but my uh, artist name would be uh, Arc Aries. I definitely um, pull a lot of influence by uh, Greek and um, religious uh, culture and characters like that. So I this idea of uh, having power in your, yourself and understanding that anybody can have the power that they like to place inside themselves. So I, I put that into my work. I do music. I'll do um, painting. I went to school for animation, but, uh, you know, that's just a, a part of it. So. Any, any way I really can express myself is whatever I'm uh, trying to do. Where are you from? I'm actually uh, from Virginia Beach. Um, I always had like a little bit of a connection to the New York area, being that my dad is from here and my mom is from Chicago. But uh, due to the military, uh, anybody from Virginia Beach or from the Maryland area would know is a huge deal out there. The Navy and the Air Force is crazy. So, yes. my, so my, my grandfather, uh, when he moved down there, my mom with him and uh, all my uh, family moved there as well. So that's how I got there. That's real, man. So. We're here at this event. Like, what is the, the purpose of this event? Shout out to Merck and the Merck La Familia. Well, the purpose of this event is really to create a culture for the young people who, who really want to create but don't always have an avenue to show it. Um, I feel like the uh, lifestyle clothing is really going to be something that's more than just a brand, but more of like a lifestyle, as it would say, so that people can really figure out what they want to do and how they can go about doing it. Because a lot of people have you know ideas, they have creative moments, but they don't really know how to get it out. They don't know how to focus it. They don't know how to put it into something productive that can actually make them money. And, uh, you know, feed their families i mean that's like so true i, I think that you, you just nailed it on the head man i think that's uh something that's necessary it's needed like these type of events are bringing different creatives together and sort of putting people in a room or in a space where they can um collaborate and appreciate each other and realize and recognize that they have value you know because sometimes as being a creative like we're almost valued last in society of even, course you know? of course i mean i feel like people who um who create they they kind of be they kind of get put into this box of making a craft or or having like a hobby like if, yeah, if you're like, a creative, oh that's nice yeah right right <laughs> like you show people what you do and it's just like oh okay that's nice but what do you do for real like how do you make bread you know like where do you put on your suit and tie and you have to understand that suit and tie is not something that represents wealth it's not something that represents success it's something that represents structure and a restriction and some people find their own freedom in those environments but a lot of people they don't they just feel like they have to they feel like they're forced to Explain what you're doing here. You're doing a couple of things. Uh, my personal involvement with the company um, started actually last week. Um, I came in just like everybody else, heard some music bumping, heard some rappers, and I was like, what's going on? You know, I saw everybody here was in their 20s at least, you know? So I was like, some some cool's got to be going on over here. So, <laughs> like, I came in, and I ended up uh, being really silent, honestly. Uh, my networking blood was not pumping. I was just kind of chilling <laughs> and seeing what's up. And I actually had a book in my hand, and a girl came up to me, and she was like, 
hey, uh, so what are you reading? And I was like, oh, I'm not reading anything. This is a sketchbook. Mm-hmm. And she ended up being the director of the entire organization. And uh, she was like, wow, this, this art is something I really think could help us move forward. And I want to be a part of it. And I was like, that sounds great. So uh, we had a meeting earlier on in the week. And once that went down, I was like, you know what? I, I think I can dedicate some time to this. So I'll be here painting um, jackets uh, for, the, uh, for the sales to go up in the store for some luxury items. I'll be painting uh, leather jackets, jean jackets, making patches that are be on fabric, some patches that'll be embroidered. And then um, if you come to an event on Thursday, I'll be uh, doing some performances every now and then. So I'll always keep an eye open for that. Nice, man. Nice. And, and your performance art, uh, your music, what? explain that a little bit. Uh, I guess being that I'm, I'm from a, a mixture between like suburb and kind of hood, being at Virginia, it, it, that line can be crossed real easy. Mm-hmm. I'm sure if you you know listen to any clips, ain't nothing to do but cook. So yes. it's, it's, it's very uh, it's very dry <laughs> out there. So you got to find something to do with your time mm-hmm. if it ain't drugs. So mm-hmm. uh, you know I, in that area, you know the, the internet was a real big culture for me and a lot of my friends, and um, I, I kind of just adapted that into my music. So I have a little bit of a raw delivery, but the actual content is highbrow. You you know, it's something that, you know, people who actually know how to write, know how to get their thoughts out using the English language to the fullest extent can actually handle. So um, if you want content in your music and you want something that you can also jump to and dance with your friends, you can hit me up. And do you go by the same uh, artist name for your music as well? Yeah, uh, the same name, um, Arc Aries. And it's Aries the God, not the symbol. I know it gets confusing sometimes. Um, I was more influenced by the son of Zeus, Aries, the, one of the gods of war. So it would be a arch, A-R-C-H, and then... Aries A-R-E-S and uh, it's on any streaming platform you use Tidal um, Spotify Apple Music it's there I I just see you like as somebody who's fully actualizing their potential um, in every medium and that's that's so dope to see bro like sometimes people pick one craft and they, they stick to it which is great but you found a way to sort of attach yourself to different things and and work in those different mediums and be good at it you know i mean i've only seen some of your work and i'm like yo you're you're, you actually have an eye for this um so so yeah man it's dope to see you here too like you know creating pieces live you know in front of people where people can like touch and feel and see you in your process you know that's really dope really dope uh yeah and and just you know what's your how long have you been in new york you're living in brooklyn right now right yeah, I'm gonna broke. I just wanted to say something real quick on that. I really appreciate that because I feel like uh, good is a matter of opinion. You know, mm. I feel like if you're an artist and you're and you're mm. trying to make shit for people to say that it's good or bad, you're doing it for the wrong reason. You mm. kind of just do it because you got to get it out. Yeah. And I mean, for yeah. example, like I'm painting a jacket right now with like a little girl on it who's like anime inspired. You know, <laughs> like with like orange skin and green hair. Like I'm not really trying to, you know do a certain thing to get a certain crowd I'm just doing what I want wow. and, I'm, and I'm hoping that people enjoy it because why else would you make art if yeah. you're not trying to get it for other people to share the experience so I do appreciate that but um, as far as long as I've, I've been here I actually uh, I lived here back in 2010 I went to the School of Visual Arts for a little bit before I finished up at the Art Institute but um, I'm, I just moved back about two weeks ago mm-hmm. two or three weeks ago so Gosh. I've been running around and everything and it's been pretty fun I mean I'm staying now in Brooklyn I love Brooklyn and my family's my dad's side of family is from Brooklyn so it, it definitely resonates with me you know I really appreciate you know you taking the time to sit down and, and talk you know while at this event I know a lot of crazy things are happening right now more and more people are starting to come in you know really appreciate everything you're doing man and I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing the greater things that you accomplish how can people find you online and everywhere 
All right, yeah, yeah. Uh, thanks for the opportunity too, man. You like you said, you just met me today, so I mean, it's pretty cool that you saw enough in there that you wanted to share with other people. So that's, that's really great. And um, all my stuff, man, it's gonna be on uh, all streaming platforms as far as the music goes. Um, aside from music, um, if you want to see anything I do visually, um, Arc Aries um, Instagram page is gonna have a lot of art on there. And uh, my government name, if you want to go check out that, I have my own website, uh, MiguelJordan.com. That's gonna be uh, M I G U E L J O R dan.com uh, that'll have a lot of my animation on it so you can see what i went to school for see what i'm doing with that and um right now i'm trying to get my hands in some music videos so a couple of raw video uh clips are going to be up there so any rappers out there or even you know any kind of design really i just feel like rap's kind of my thing but you know <laughs> if, you, if, if you see yourself in that you want some animation it's colorful bright and dope just hit me up lit well thank you again bro appreciate it i'll let you introduce yourself who are you hi i'm your river from Brazil, living in New York. <laughs> Where in Brazil are you from? Uh, I'm from Maranhão, but uh, I came from Sao Paulo. Sao Paulo. I used to live in Sao Paulo. Nice. So, uh, living here, like, what's your experience been in New York? How long have you been here? Oh, I was here uh, to live here in 2014 for six months before I came to live. So now I'm I feel at home. Nice, nice. So, so what do you do? I'm a painter, but before I uh, was at I work of advertising, mm-hmm. and but now I'm primarily a painter. Nice. Yeah, nice, and nice. I'm doing performance as well. Mm, really? What type of performance? It's it's more a representation of my paintings, like uh, bring life to my paintings of the concept the, con- the concept of my paintings. Mm. And uh, I know as artists, it's sometimes difficult to explain our art or try to define our art exactly. But if you could uh, describe your painting or your style in a couple of adjectives, what would you say? Oh, it's, it's hard because I usually want people to feel yeah. and have his our interpretation. But I would say something uh, anthropological. Okay, great. How has your experience been in New York as a creative, like coming from Brazil? Has it been difficult or has it been a, a good experience or both? Uh, both, but you know, it's difficult because I don't have a, a, a art school degree. I'm most um, self-taught artist. I do, I did some uh, um, art free classes, uh, but not a normal school degree for four years. So and I don't know so many people, mm-hmm. and that's you know, in a, you know, the art world is not easy when you don't have. And you outside, and you are outside. Yes. Outside, you don't, you know, you don't meet people from the galleries. People, you don't have a school back. It's background. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So, yeah, it's been difficult, but I'm, I feel lucky because I can sell some works. I could sell some works that I, f- I think I could get away with it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, what does your creative community look like here in New York? Yeah, it's, it's pretty. Uh, art for me is something pretty new. Because I, I just started painting like two years ago, less than two years ago, and I was painting and selling on the train. I decided to sell my work on the train, so I didn't have time to make connection and meet people. And now this year, I start more to getting out of my practice and Comfort selling. Zone, yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. And doing this, uh, doing shows, meeting people. So. I'm just a baby. <laughs> just beginning, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that's great, man, and it's and it's good. You're like 
meeting people and you're just beginning to grow and you're seeing it happen and and that's that's exciting you know that's exciting to be a part of you know and and i think it's it's good to see people recognizing your work and and being able to create something that's that's unique and it's fresh and it's your voice and your vision but it's it's good to to see an event like this taking place because it's bringing together different types of communities you know you coming to new york um you probably see it there's different communities different classes social classes um these type of events sort of bring everyone together you know i think that's powerful like so for you is art a connector for you like how is that for you yeah because i think for me it's it's more more important to have this connection okay then just oh someone see my work somewhere and put me some the place that i didn't went before Mm. so i think it is a good way to start because Art without without story is just a painting, it's mm. just an image. And I think the best way to build a career is having a story to tell. Yes. So I'm just writing my story. And people that I'm meeting, I meet today, I meet tomorrow, is people who are going to be part of my story. Yes, that's that's so powerful. That really is powerful to hear, man. And it's, yeah, we're all telling a story and it's all coming together, you know? And, and, I, and I feel like the art is one of the most human things we have you know to be able to communicate through art is something that's almost it's essential you know it's not just a, it's not a luxury as a lot of people would would assume it to be it's actually essential to human humanity so yes. you as a creative and you as an artist is is very important and um you have a very important role within society and you know coming to an event like this is great because it just highlights all of the other creatives in our community that we want to appreciate you know, because it's difficult, you know, coming from another country um, and it's then totally and then being able, you know, learning with the language barrier. Like, did you know English when you came here or did you have to learn it? No, my English is still pretty uh, awkward. <laughs> it's not that good. So I'm it's sorry good. for it's, that. It's good. It's good. But I'm trying hard. <laughs> but I, since I was child, I always, always loved the English language. Mm. I always listened to English music and trying to translate and try to sing. To yeah. get it. I, I never went to school. Yeah. But I was always good in the school when I did some English tests. I was always good because I was always searching and studying by myself. Yes, yes. And that makes something easy for me when I came here. Right. But I'm still learning. I'm still learning. Yeah. Every day I learn a new word. I, my accent is still pretty awkward. <laughs> but I'm going to get there. No, it's good, man. It's good. So, yeah, you're you're learning all of these things coming here for like and and but you're growing at the same time. Exactly. You know, and I think you're you're using New York and and just the creative scene to your advantage. Just taking advantage of every opportunity and you're making a name for yourself, man. So, it's only going to continue to grow and get better. Um, so, so what what do you see in the future? What does your future look like here? My future is gonna be awesome. <laughs> I have no idea how awesome yeah, it's gonna be. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be perfect, amazing. I'm gonna be big. I'm gonna meet a lot of nice person. I'm gonna make a lot of nice friends. That's gonna be my friends. Yes. Well, my my future gonna be lit. <laughs> <laughs> It's going to be lit. I like it. I like it. Okay. All right. Dope, dope. Well, this has been the Open Canvas. Obrigado, brother. Obrigado, irmão. Yes. We really appreciate you. De nada. De nada. (laughs) Obrigado por me convidar. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Muito prazer. Muito prazer. O prazer foi todo meu. (laughs) 
This is great. I actually have a lot of friends. I've been to Brazil twice, so I have a lot of friends really? there. Really? So, Where? So in Rio and in Salvador, Bahia. Oh, I love, I love this yeah. place. I love it. It's my perfect place in the world. Yes. In, in Brazil. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we'll definitely connect again, Yamal. Great. I hope so. All Thank right. you. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. And, and say your name again. River. River Coelho. But for my friends, just River. <laughs> All right. And we're out. Good evening, world. I am God Body Charles. And Jeremy Hex. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what's your relation to this event? I, I saw you with Millie earlier, Millie Mert. Yeah, Millie is a good friend of mine. We met through a program called Europe, and we just built, connected, and he just invites me to stuff, so now I'm here. And same with you. Did you meet him through that as well? How'd y'all meet? Oh, no. I actually got the pleasure of meeting Millie through uh, Charles here. Yeah. And since then, well, five minutes ago. It's been a pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys know each other or have y'all known each other for a minute? It's been, yo, I've known this dude, this dude right here since I was in middle school. Wow. Yeah, like 13, long hair, no care <laughs> in the world. Nah, I've uh, I've known my associate Charles since Thank I was like maybe 13. I didn't even know no better and me and him have been talking about music ever since then. Mm. What type of music do you guys do? Me personally, I, I try to make a mixture of basically anything mm. I listen to. Mm. Whether it be trap music, grunge, some house music. Yeah. Know, big influence. Keep To be honest with you, I'm just an artist. Uh, I produce as well, just on the side. But whatever he makes, I just use it. Yeah. Because it's pretty dope, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's good. That's good. I'm like such a, a hermit when it comes to events. Mm. Real introvert type. Yeah, so, yeah. Know, so what's your experience been like here? Here, it's um, it's all smiles and handshakes and beers, but it's <laughs> it's great, honestly. Yeah. It's real vast culture and um, everyone here has you know their different tastes and that's something respectable. That's honestly. real. That's real. That's something that I'm seeing here too. Is like everyone here has a purpose, and you know they're all connecting through through the art and through like the, just the culture. It's, mm -hmm. You know, it's here. You know, we're just living in it. So I'm, I'm really enjoying it. Definitely, definitely. So. Do you guys see an event like this and, and you're like, do you know everyone here or are you just meeting everyone for the first time? I'm just meeting everyone for the first time, but honestly, I can say that everyone in that room over there probably has a greater chance than than our country. <laughs> <laughs> so what are your, some of your goals that you have in terms of the music? Well, pretty much we're like starting up, we're up and coming, we're like a seeding event. Yeah. So it's like we have to, we broke ground, right? Mm -hmm. We just planted the seed recently, so now we have to let the plant grow. Yeah. So with the seed that we planted, we hope to get the plant growing with the thousand plays. Awesome. Once that jump, once that jumps off, then we, we drop the project. Nice. What's the uh, concept for the project? The concept, well, the first EP is called the Ruba. Aruba is like our goals as to when we make it in this music industry, this very... Um, and where we want to go. <laughs> yeah, that's where we want to go. So have any of y'all been there, like the real Aruba? Oh, shit, I wish. <laughs> <laughs> that's the goal. Yeah. <laughs> goals, man. Yeah, I have Caribbean family on Antigua. Nice, nice. Yeah. Me? Uh, oh, man. My heritage goes uh, <laughs> so far, but not... It sucks that it's not Caribbean, but I'm mixed with... um. <laughs> African-American, a um, little bit of Caucasian, and um, uh, Chinese-American, actually. Dope, dope, man. My mom was black and Asian, and my dad was um, a white man. Having that multicultural <laughs> background for you, has that um, influenced your art or your music at all? I would actually say yes, it has, because uh, it always brings back a different, broader sound, because it's always, you can always go back to 
whatever culture you came from, grew up on, and always respect what you have. Yeah. Always. Yeah, that's real. That's real. So I'm really looking forward to hearing y'all music. Um, I'm really glad that I was able to meet y'all here today because everyone's meeting each other for the first time. So it's good to sort of see people connect who are like genuine and, and actually care about their art yeah. and care about the art in general, you know, and no want to support people. Man. Right, right. Not no, I'm here to plug my music and dip mm. type, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah. <laughs> You gotta, that's the thing like with these type of events it's like you're, you're not just here to plug things you know you're here to actually experience what you're talking about like what you're rapping about it's about living that as well you know you gotta be able to live it you can't just use the culture you gotta be a part of it and be in it no Katy know? Perry's around here <laughs> <laughs> how can people get in contact with you your music how can they find it honestly just google God Body Charles once you Google that, you'll see the SoundCloud link. You click the SoundCloud link and you'll see produced by Jeremy X. And for me, you just type in trash into Google and you'll probably see me. <laughs> so like I said, <laughs> once you see produced by Jeremy X, you then type that into the search bar, then you'll see Jeremy X. Dope. Well, I appreciate you guys coming on, man. Thank it was you. A pleasure. Of course, All right. Dope. That was it. <laughs> fucking righteous. <laughs> to find out more about the open canvas, hit up our website theopencanvas.com also stay tuned to our instagram at theopencanvas and for any questions or inquiries hit up my email taj t-a-j dot opencanvas at gmail.com this has been the open canvas produced by taj alexander